welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Thriftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. Hey, I'm Seth. I'm Jenna. And I'm Chris. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about uh, the book of Boba Fett, which just uh, recently wound up. And uh, we're going to have our uh, impressions of what we thought of the season. But before we start on that, I thought I would introduce my latest droid acquisition. Uh, my B1 battle droid here. I think had a uh, smuggler friend of mine bring him in from uh, Batu, and uh, so he doesn't uh, move like my other droids, but he does talk. Ready for battle. Oh god. <laughs> All right, I'll check on it. I can get used to it here. What do I look like, an astromech? <laughs> so I feel like the worst is going to be when both of you wake up in the middle of the night and it's in your doorway and it's like ready for battle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For a brief second there, I thought he was going to say, what am I, an asshole? What do I look like, an asshole? charge, <laughs> <laughs> not me. Charge, not me. Yeah, so, Bill, so anyway, he's... Uh, He's a uh, pretty good size. I mean, no, no. What's his name? Oh well, I haven't named him yet. He's just B one Battle Droid. You aren't naming them. I mean, <laughs> I have my Astromech named, but I haven't named this guy yet. I could just call he him B one. Then he gets too attached when he does. He's his already too attached, story. Linda. <laughs> All right. Well, then I guess it's on us to come up with a name. Yeah. What should he be called? <sighs> Bill's Bill Junior. Bill Jr. Nice. Huh. Death to Bill. Death to Bill. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How do you really feel about your quickly. new additions to the family? <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. the, the thing is, like, I'm sure it wouldn't be that big of a deal if they actually did housework for Linda. Right. Well, like, you need droids that walk your dogs or uh, do so the What I'm hearing is Bill needs to keep buying droids until he finds the right one. Right. <laughs> Chris? Brilliant. See, I just had a mental image of one of those uh, little astromech droids of his attempting to walk his dogs and them just go doing the <laughs> thing as they're like rocketing along. Well, you know, actually, hang on. I'm going to show one thing here. Uh, put this guy down. Oh, here we go again. <sighs> now, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Sure. This is good radio right here. Oh, this is Bill play with his toys. <laughs> All right. I uh, may have to hold this gap. All right. So I'm going to share my screen because I found this new app. Okay. Um, and uh, let me find it. Hold on. I should have been ready with this, but I wasn't planning on showing this. But it's actually so cool. Of course. That, yeah, I can't resist. So let me share this screen. 
It, it is topic relevant for today. It is topic relevant. All right, oh, there you go. So uh, what the deal is here is this is a uh, app that's, uh, unfortunately, it's only on Windows, but, you know, pretty much everybody has Windows PCs or most people do. So you can get it. Uh, they have mm -hmm. a free version and then they have a paid version. The paid version is uh, $5.99. And I figure, you know, if you can afford the trip to Disneyland to get a droid that this app works for, you can probably afford the $5.99 to buy the app. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah. So now the cool thing about this is um, you can select a profile. And for me right now, I have to use the keyboard profile. But if I'm clicking on the wrong window, but if you have any one of these controllers, is that showing up on the screen? Uh, no. no, no. Oh, well, that's weird. <laughs> Probably because it's just showing that one window. So if it's popping up a new window, it doesn't have permission. No, it's it's within the same window. It's just dropping down that keyboard. So anyway, oh, yeah. if you click on that keyboard link, you have a couple of options for controllers like a DualShock PS4 controller or oh, a 8-bit uh, NES 30 Pro controller. Anyway, if you have the controllers, you can then use it as a voice controller for your droid. So you can give your droid voice commands. And oh, no. um, uh -oh. you can have it. Yeah, you can <laughs> have it move, <laughs> respond to you, this whatever. how we get um, taken over by droids. Right. Because they're just so cute, you can't resist. Right. <laughs> and then uh, you can go in here and you can pick what personality chip the droid has. And then based on the personality chip, there's these different groups. And those groups kind of correspond, I think, loosely to the areas um, in uh, Galaxy's Edge when you go there. Uh, so like if you go to, for example, Droid Depot and you're there for a while, it'll randomly play sounds from group one if you have the orange <laughs> personality chip, for example. And it'll oh, be, wow. let's say that, I don't, I can't remember for sure, but let's say the orange chip is for the resistance, right? And if you're in Droid Depot, well, pretty much for any droid, it'll probably make happy sounds. But if you were, let's say you're over here in group, six or seven which might be the uh first order area then um the first order area would play sounds from group six or seven and your resistance droid would make kind of sad nervous sounds ooh, ooh. Um, but when you've got this app and it's hooked into your droid um you can uh if i go back to this main screen here you see group one is F1, group two is F2. So if you hit F1 on the keyboard, oh, then um, the It'll droid make will, will make the first sound from group one. If you hit it again, the second sound, it just cycles all the way through. So you can play, so you could actually have sort of an interactive conversation with your droid if you were pressing your function keys to make it look like the droid was responding to you. Um. And... Um, I would demo that live, but um, when I was using it last night, um, uh, I had an instance where I thought, you know what? I was on this screen here with the keyboard and I thought, oh, I want to uh, see what a cost is for one of these other controllers. So I did the drop down, selected the other controller, and my mouse went away. Oh, and that's not a good thing in Windows when you don't have a touch screen. <laughs> so, no, 
Needless to say, that was a reboot. So I don't really want to risk getting into it today and doing something that throws off our StreamYard recording or knocks my mic out or whatever. So, but uh, but other than that, if you if you had the controller and you used it, you'd be fine. But it, with the keyboard alone, it worked great. Um, you could do the sounds, and then uh, if you go here, the Keep Alive section, so you can pick your theme park location. So I have Droid Depot selected now, and unfortunately. If I click the drop down, it doesn't show you guys anything, but it shows all the different other areas uh, in the app here that I can pick. Mm -hmm. um, and then, or you can just pick personality chip and then you can start the simulation and your laptop will then broadcast out the codes to make your droid think it's in that area. And then Are you sure this here, wasn't a trap for you, Bill? It like might this have app been. does not look like the worst spyware that you just submitted because <laughs> you're like, I want to do cool things with my droids. <laughs> It's I mean, very possible. As, as he says that, though, like I have a robot. I have one of those uh, uh, vector robots. It's a little AI driven cube. Let me grab it here. I actually have it. All right. Yeah. And here's the voice screen. So and things you that can... should worry you is I don't know if you guys can see this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. OK. Cool. Uh, it's a little. Oh, that guy! Robot yeah. that's got a personality and all this kind of stuff. It has a toy that he plays with, and it can tell me the weather. And it's got a camera, and it can drive around and everything. Uh, I usually keep it covered up and like turned off or whatever because it's kind of creepy. The fact that it can learn your name and you can talk to it. So if you have it on your desk, you can tell it to move things or pick up things, and it's it's pretty cool. Uh, what they have baked into it. Um, this was a, a gift I got a couple of years ago, but. Um, Show it back up ultimately, there. Ultimately, uh, there you go. Oh, yeah. He's got wheels. That's cool. So I've got to get it re. Uh, I let it die on me. So I've got to get it reconnected to uh, power and everything like that. But it has eyes, it has emotions, it winks at you and all this crazy stuff. Um, <laughs> Jenna, yeah, your face is perfect. Uh, Can you just yeah. let it to follow your cats? So I, I do think it's pretty cool what what uh what um I probably could. I haven't uh, oh there it goes. It's awake now. <coughs> oh nice. Oh <laughs> I like the so blinky eye. Yeah, yeah, it can it can yeah. see things and it'll react to things like oh, fingers and stuff. So it's it's actively seeing things and will move around and do things accordingly. So it's pretty cool in that in that regard. So, Until uh, it wakes up on your bedside table next to you. Oh, oh, he's doing that. Let me put him down. He's a little bit agitated. Oh, I'm holding him. <laughs> he doesn't so like see he's throwing a fit first thing in the morning. Yeah, so he's throwing a fit. There's like an actual like kind of brain oh in there. God. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's not creepy at all. Put him down before he gets mad. <laughs> How much was something like that? It's expensive, a couple hundred maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's uh, it's because of everything that I gotta put him somewhere because he's freaking out. <laughs> Easy there, boy. Go, Easy. Go to Easy. sleep. There we go. Nope. It takes go a sleep. hammer. Go to sleep. I, I was just going to take one of his pencils and like jab it on. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, I really like uh, it. It's cool when you can do a bunch of the stuff with the controls. <laughs> what I'd be interested in, Bill, is if they changed that from like a Windows app to I don't Android know, kind of mobile something. app or something like that that you can control it with. Uh, would be right. pretty sweet. But um. I do always like seeing people take advantage of the hardware that's there and then adding on to it and making it do a bunch of cool things. So yeah. that is pretty awesome. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool that uh, it had the oh, the voice thing here. Let me go. Let me do, there we go. Now we can see us all. Yeah, so in this voice section here, you can actually figure out, what, tell it what you want the voice activation command to be. 
Huh. So you could change that for a particular droid and then what language. And uh, I guess you can get it to move forward and walk around too, but you can, uh, otherwise it's locked so it doesn't drive off the table. Uh, you know, if it was like the uh, the Google voice activation thing, it would probably misunderstand my command to make a sound and it would start driving <laughs> off the table. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's a pretty cool little app. I, I got it, found out about it. Uh, last week and then uh, finally decided to download it and play with it a little bit yesterday. So um pretty excited to try it this some more. This is why you're in the basement all the time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, in order He's to do the, uh, in order to test the voice activation feature though, you really need, you have to have a controller. So um, I may look at doing that, but anyway. Sounds cool. Yeah. So really book cool. of Boba. So everybody's seen it. Fet. Fet. And Seth, are you caught up? Did you see the end of it? No, I haven't watched <laughs> it all. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Chris, you've seen it all. Yep. All right. Jenna, have you seen it all or no? No. I just got I just got done watching the ep or no, I'm most of the way through the episode where they bring back Din. Okay. All right. All right. So you've seen um, scenes with the um, Grogu. I haven't seen the Grogu scenes yet. Oh, all right. All I, right. He, I just saw when he got kicked out of the, or no, he's just getting his new spaceship. He just got his new spaceship. Oh, okay. okay. All the right. Star, the Naboo starfighter. Right. Yeah. Right. That was a nice throwback to uh, uh, episode one. Uh, yeah. If nobody had watched it, that was a pretty yeah. prominent Did ship in there. It has been Anakin. a while since I've seen yeah. episode one. Didn't they, when they came to the planet, didn't someone have a Naboo Starfighter? Or am yeah, I and, and a Naboo that? Starfighter is what ultimately um, Anakin takes off in, into uh, space with when he's fighting the, the big... Uh, well, yeah, but I meant, didn't they bring one point. along when they visited Tatooine? Uh, when they, yeah, when they visited Tatooine, that's a good question. Because I, I think they only showed up in that silver... Yeah. Yeah, that big silver ship. Yeah, that big silver ship. I, so. I thought that would have, like, I couldn't remember if they'd sold that ship or something either way it was a fun yeah. throwback yeah it was it was a good throwback i saw it and i was like oh my gosh that's the same one from episode one which was kind of cool so um and so you haven't seen what they retrofitted out to be when it's done not yet no yeah it's okay. pretty it's pretty hilarious yeah um yeah i love the little uh the little grogu dome yeah <laughs> yeah, there's a because it where they where they normally stick the droids in the back of those ships, uh, she rips out all the droid components in there, so it's just this empty seat bubble. with a with a dome on it with a bubble on it, uh, and it just so happens uh, later on they stick Grogu in there. So yeah, and and the hilarious thing is is as a Mandalorian's driving the ship through space, Grogu's sitting there pounding on the dome. <laughs> And he goes, settle down back there. No, I'm not doing it. Settle down. And he just won't leave him alone. Finally, he's like, fine, just this once. And then he mm -hmm. hits the jump to hyperspace. Yeah, he's got like this turbo button. So <laughs> yeah, right. when they're all done with building the ship, it's got some like supersonic speed to it, like faster than most things. Uh, so at any point, if he just wants to run from the authorities, he just punches it. And then poof, that thing takes off like a bat out of hell. 
Yeah, it almost uh, looks like jumping to light. Yeah, it almost looks nice. like jumping to, to light speed, so it's pretty hilarious. But yeah, Grogu's just... like, push the button, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> again, <laughs> again. With joy. Yeah. <laughs> the speed thing. So, so, I mean, something like during this episode, and like I've had this thought about the Jedi Council before, but what mm-hmm. is it about the these special orders in Star Wars where they have this one stupid rule that just seems to ruin it for most everyone? <clears throat> the Jedi can't have any attachments. How does that yeah, even that... work? At all. It's proven not to work, and you'd think over time they would change it, but at the same time, they're just so hell-bent on, you know, this is the way, mm-hmm. and like, at some well, point, they need to give it up, and, and and Luke, unfortunately, has an opportunity to change that path going yeah. forward for, for a Jedi, and doesn't do it, and sticks to the old ways, and we all see how that plays out in the rest of the Star Wars uh, yeah. movies, so... Yeah, he doesn't need to come... stick with that, he could have just yeah. been like, no, this is attachments are cool just don't be a dark side asshole yeah well, we've seen what the whole lack of attachment thing does to uh like priests in the catholic church so no. so are you <laughs> saying the, grow. <laughs> the bullet we're gonna take an awkward left turn right now <laughs> Holy shit. Well, we don't want to we don't want stories of jedis abusing younglings to be coming out okay no, stop so my thought on that is I do get not letting your emotions drive you because if you let them drive you in the positive way, you can see how the thought would be it'll drive you the other way once you lose the good. Like it well, balances that's kind of out. what happened with Anakin, well, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he was so not... afraid of losing his spouse. Right. And then he did like his fear drove action that was not logical. Right. But yeah, they already have a saying for that, though, and that's uh, fear. Le- fear leads to anger. Anger leads to yeah, exactly. To hate. Like, they had a saying for that. It's the dark yeah. time. But like having a time. spouse <laughs> doesn't seem like a great. Uh, it, it, or not having any attachments isn't uh, great. It's, for... it's not. I, I would put it in. It's a it's a lack of um, empathy and having an understanding of not every being or species can can move forward in life in solidarity. Like they they some need attachments, some need yeah. purpose, some need reason, and some of them may be, you know, you're going to be good or you're bad, and and it's what you do with it that that, that ultimately matters when you you know if you're as a Jedi uh, or right. a Sith for that matter. But uh, um, I, I feel like. Luke's approach is just completely disconnected from the fact that the reality is there is a whole world out there, a whole a whole universe, several several worlds, several yeah, worlds. Well, like I think the I think maybe the the whole no attachments thing might work if the Jedi were an actual just like a monastic order where they stuck in their temple and didn't go out and do things or weren't expected to come and save the galaxy on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. But since they're very much a part of the galaxy, right? The whole no attachments thing, like, doesn't seem like it would work out too well, right? And well, it I hasn't. Mean, it's they're never sent on really diplomatic missions, so they're going to be interacting with all different species and peoples. And mm-hmm. you got to expect that there's going to be some sort of attractions develop from something like that over time. So, you know, I think they need to be a little bit more flexible. I agree, and. and- 
Go ahead. Oh, and I was going to... No, no, you make your point first, because I was going to move it over to the Mandalorians. But... And it's like, obviously, they have friendships. They have solidarity between people. So there, it's not completely no attachment. I, I really do think it has more to do with dedication to the cause to try and keep whatever that cause is, which is they're supposed to help everybody. You have to take care of the whole, never the one. And yeah. I think that's what they're trying to attempt to do with that is that you will never sacrifice many for one. Right. You have your attachments, you have your friendships, but ultimately you try and do the most good possible. Mm -hmm. yeah. now, I'm not saying it's right, but I, I, I think that's what they were hoping to achieve is a group of people who would never, uh, who would always try to uh, sacrifice their personal interests, no matter what the cost for the good. Right. Now, so I've got a question here, and I think I'll, I think I'll start with Chris, uh, because Jenna and Seth um, won't have seen this part, but I do want both of them to weigh in, especially Jenna, <clears throat> because I think as a soon-to-be new mom, you might have an interesting perspective on this. So. In the la uh, in that episode that Seth's in, he hasn't gotten far enough yet. But um, Grogu obviously is in training with Luke Skywalker, learning how to become a Jedi. Now, developmentally, he appears to be the same as he was the last time we saw him at the end of the Mandalorian when he left to go be with Luke to go be trained. So mm -hmm. I don't know how long has he been with Luke? What, six months, maybe less? Chris, Which is like a week. Yeah, well, well, actually, we, we do see that he's he has grown a bit in, in okay. his training with with Luke. Yeah. Um. So even though it's uh, the timing is kind of awkward because you can't really place how much time has passed. Right. Um, I'm sure it's written down somewhere that like it's been X amount of months or whatever, but that's not really called out. Um, yeah. But but we do see Grogu has advanced. Um, he's in he's the gotten more training, skills. Yeah, he's got more skills. He's yeah, had to learn how to jump he's, around. He, yeah. he still appears as the child. Yes. He seems very childlike, but his force abilities have certainly yes, has grown substantially, if anything. Yes. Um, and and uh, it, it shows to some extent during some of the flashbacks of where he kind of started. And, and Luke brings out this uh, the uh, the same tester that that uh, Obi-Wan gave him. It's just a little sphere that, that floats up and shoots little lasers at you. And in the first Star Wars, Obi-Wan gives Luke this helmet to blind him. And he's got to kind of sense and dodge the laser beam. So there is a scene where, you know, he's giving Grogu the same test without even the blinders on. And, and Grogu just gets, boom, blasted right off the bat. And he's like, you know, got to be quicker than that. You know, you got to feel this <laughs> thing out. You get the sense yeah. it's going to be a long road for Grogu, right? He's going right. to get his, uh, his, his ass kicked by this thing. Uh, right. But then later on, uh, whether that's that episode or I, I think it was within the same episode. Yeah um you see it kind of flashes forward and you see that the grogu has the ability now to to dodge it and he's he's jumping over rocks on a river or whatever and there's a you know pretty epic running around and then he destroys the thing 
uh, with right. with his force. And so he's grown substantially in his power. He reaches out his hand and he crushes it. Right. Um, and so that that was pretty cool. But um, then Luke, uh, and I don't know if this is where you're going with it, sits yeah. Grogu down and makes him make a choice. Yes, this is exactly where I'm going with this. So he's clearly grown and he's been able to focus. And and what ends up happening is is um, uh, Mando shows up and drops off a gift. He doesn't. He decides not to see Grogu uh, in person. Leaves a he gift. He gets talked and, out of it. Yeah, he gets talked right? out of it because uh, um, oh, they, they, they don't want to disturb his training yeah uh socotano yeah socotano is talks to him and says no you shouldn't go there because he's in training you don't want to interrupt him at this point all this kind of stuff yep so she's she's also on the same page as that nonsense but she also gets it um she gets where mando's coming from but she says is this for you or is this for him right you know if this is for you then you know do what you want but if it's for him you should just leave so he leaves a little gift which which is this chainmail armor for grogu which is pretty sweet but luke eventually sits him down and says look you have two paths in front of you you can't have attachments to anyone but if you really need to go see the mando you can take this gift and get the fuck out of here right right and then the other choice was here you can go see uh you can have master yoda's lightsaber Okay, and and you can continue your training, and we'll forget all about this other gift. And and the whole time I'm thinking, why does it have to be a choice? Right. Why does it yeah, have one path the or gift. the other? Right. And 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 the question I was going to ask is, the Grogu child is he old enough to be able to make that make choice that decision at his age? Right. Yeah. Because right. he seemed not to really understand much of what the whole Jedi thing was, even though he's been mm-hmm. maybe with Luke for, I don't know, maybe up to six months. Yeah. But he didn't seem to grasp it. And I think even during that episode, Luke had to try to get his attention back to focus on what he was saying, mm-hmm. what he was trying to explain to him. Yeah. And I mean, if you've got a child and, a, you know, Seth and Jen, I'll have you guys weigh in there, but if you've got a child and, I don't know, uh, at Grogu's age, what age he would be like as a human child, maybe what, four, five, I don't know. But at that, at that age, would you be able to give a child uh, of that age a choice like that, that he doesn't fully understand? And Seth is just biting his tongue here because he seems to want to jump in. But Chris, what did you think? Did you? I I think Luke was being the same kind of cold-hearted Jedi Master that he's grown into. The same yeah. cold-hearted kind of Jedi Master that he was in um, uh, the the last, the last uh, one. trilogy the that they Jedi. released, yeah. where he is kind of disconnected and he's just oh. here to kind of preserve what's left of the, the Jedi Masters and, and their way of doing things. And it's disappointing because Luke was one of the few that that grew up in a different type of personal experience and had those attachments growing up. And right. frankly, he came out okay. It, and yeah. and for him to go back and just lock all that down and and almost like have this, he doesn't want anyone else to go through what he went through. But that shouldn't be a thing. So except right. that that wasn't his Jedi training, though. Like consider who trained him. Yeah, you had Obi Wan. The herm, the crazy old hermit who lived mm-hmm. out in, uh, lived in Tatooine, 
devoid of all attachments, not even talking to Luke, the person he was supposedly there to protect until it was absolutely necessary. And then Yoda, the crazy old hermit, who was kind of an asshole and (laughs) the same kind of no attachment bullshit thing to him when he had the vision of his friends. Like for Luke, like the path to that is kind of clear. It's like, oh, well, I had a bad vision of my friends and then I went to save them and that ended up bad, except it really didn't because it would have been worse if he wouldn't have showed mm-hmm. up and he should have sure. realized that. Right. But All I right. mean, his his masters were the last two uh, Jedi masters that we knew about. Mm-hmm. Right. And they were both kind of the same crotchety old Kermudgeons. Uh, yeah. And I mean, right. but, but still, I mean, so, you know, Luke, I can see, didn't really feel like when he was with Yoda that he was really given that choice, right? He decided on his own that he was going to leave and go try to save Han and Leia. But then he came and, back. And he came back. And yes. maybe Grogu will too. But he gives Grogu the choice. Which, you know, kudos for Luke giving him the choice. But I think the problem is, is that Grogu was too young to understand what the real choices were. And that given a choice, he's going to go back to the only father figure he's known for a long time. And I don't know, Jenna, if you want to weigh in on this, what you think of as far as giving a child that young such a, a important life choice. Uh, I mean, I could see a child maybe at 10 or 12, but even but then, you I have think... to think about to the very first uh, to episode one. And I th- I'm pretty sure the comment was made that um, there's a certain age you don't take them in. Like yeah. the young yeah. Anakin. Yeah, Anakin was, was already too old. He was right. too old. He already yeah. had the attachments. And if we're thinking, we don't know for his species exactly how old he is. I would say he's probably in the same age range as Anakin for his species. He is technically too old. And that's the, he's already developed his emotional attachments and he can't leave them behind. Right. So uh, he might seem too young to us outside of that universe, but in that universe, I feel like there would have been Jedi who argued he never should have been taken in the first place. And here's what we don't know, his past, or at least I haven't watched the series, so I don't know. Maybe he was taken in at the right age as a baby. He was developed. The massacre occurs, and he ends up hibernating in hibernating status out in the middle of nowhere, blah, blah, blah. And then is his first exposure to a family environment. And unfortunately, that Jedi process is corrupted. Or Mm-hmm. It's it's interrupted too much to the point that there is no bringing Grogu back because he's now has attachments. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. I yeah. I I think that you know if you're given two options with a stranger you don't know, right? Right. <laughs> versus uh, someone who's saved your ass several times. I mean, right. Who are you gonna pick? Yeah. I I, I would add yeah. that then um. You know, on the age thing, uh, 
the when we go back and we look at everything we've seen from Star Wars so far, the mm-hmm. age thing has been repetitive, but we, we end up having this problem where the Jedi also need to recognize they're not flourishing. There's not an abundance of them anymore at this point. Yeah, um, they can't be, you know, beggars can't be choosers here. Right. And and ultimately, like, to for Luke, if this is what he's got, if he's going to build a temple and he needs to grow it and he needs members, he's, he can't be applying the same rules as if there's, you know, Jedi all over the place or, or the force is awakening amongst all these, you know, right. people that he's going to have enrolling. Now we get, we get the um, idea that, that eventually his school grew to have a few people, uh, a few young children as a part of it uh, in, in the future, but still that, that wasn't a lot. No. It was what, 10, 12, yeah, not maybe. more than 20, yeah. maybe. Right. And so when you're doing that, you, I don't understand what's the problem is like, sure, this person might not become a future Jedi master, but this person, if you needed it, can be an aide on the force. Would you rather have them not know how to control that power or, or get right. into trouble later? Or would you rather have them be a potential ally in the future? They don't right. all need to be Jedi masters. Also, Grogu's going to be around for maybe 900 years. That's some good uh, continuation for your school yeah. if you're looking right. to yeah. set it up. Yeah you, yeah, you would think you would make the best of that. And it's not like the Jedi Council hasn't violated their own rules whenever they <laughs> felt like it. Right. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. but And it's not like that Yoda species is uh, prevalent in the uh, mm-hmm. galaxy. You, I think the only two we've ever seen is Yoda and Grogu. Right. Yeah. Well, no, there was a third on the Jedi yeah. Council back in the original oh. series before the before Order sixty six. Yeah. Mm. So, so it was a female Yoda. Okay. What I was laughing about is like the 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 effective choice presented to this what what equivalent of maybe a six year old. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I to me he doesn't even seem like he's that old. I would mm-hmm. say like five, maybe four. Maybe. I mean, no, developmentally I, I equivalent to a human. He's supposed to be fifty years old for the Yoda species, according okay. to the the season one, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, but what I was like, so Jenna, what would you mm-hmm. think if I just came and like offered your kid at six years old a lightsaber? Like a full-sized uh, katana that they could somehow wield around, like just like however. Does that sound like a good I, idea? I think you and I both know that since it's my child, you you don't want to take that risk for your own personal safety. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be, I would definitely be like, kind of like Luke here, and like give him the sword, and then not my responsibility. <laughs> well, or, or would you give him oh. the sword and say? Okay, child of Jenna, you may have this katana and come and train with me to be a samurai death dealer, or you can choose to wear this chainmail armor and stay with your mom. I mean, so, given that it's a child of Jenna, they'd probably windmill slam samurai death dealer. <laughs> I mean... Considering in the last ultrasound, she got tired of the technician like 
going down on the on the like trying to get her to move her hand and finally like started punching back at the same rate <laughs> at the technician uh through my womb and we saw it all on video <laughs> oh my god that's funny uh, she's gonna be a punter yeah she's got a good jab <laughs> nice had a girl uh, yeah. I, I don't think that that would bode well for anyone. But I, yeah. mean, I just don't think that giving a laser sword to a six-year-old would go well. No. But but I don't think it's a six-year-old technically. I mean, I, I'd still say he's probably closer to nine or ten as a human. An adolescent. Think, uh, yeah, like I, I think he's older than we realize and he plays the cute card because he is clever. Um, Could be, but, but I, I mean, it, it. There are sometimes there are things you have to do when a skill is demonstrated, like, and I hate to say this because there's all, all these ethics you have around what. It's like, so let's say Mozart or just a child who is picks gifted. up a guitar and can, gifted can just yeah. play the guitar. Is kid like one of my um, coworkers teaches gymnastics. And a kid walked in there and on day one, like had never done gymnastics before, but he was already like three months ahead of kids who'd been doing it for a while. Like he just took off. Mm -hmm. So do you give the kid the choice to keep doing it or not with the child's lack of discipline? Or do it you take away the choice because there is greatness there that needs to be developed. And then in the yeah. case of a forced child, if they're not developed, but he keeps doing stuff with the force and he's not guided, could More do harm terrible than good, things. Yeah. The situation matters here. And, and ultimately in, in those cases, some of those people that, that have reached peak athleticism and, and things like that, their childhoods weren't great. They were kind of boring. They were always busy. And it was just to push them into that area of greatness, if you will. Yeah. Um, because it was like, well, they had this talent at a young age. And if you harness it correctly, I don't know if there is a correct way, you know. Uh, but if you harness that and, and get them through that training, they can reach that that peak performance where they can do extraordinary things that most people can't. Um, but I don't know if that's the case here. I don't know if that's, this is, this is simply just molding another Jedi. And this is just following this playbook, if you will, uh, that Luke has for how a Jedi should be molded and, and raised. And I just, you know, I just think it should be train the Jedi. And if he's got to leave for a while and take care of some personal stuff. Okay. Come yeah. back when you're ready and we'll continue your training. In the meantime, Luke's got a temple to build. So, right. Yeah. It's not you know, stay or forever be gone. Yeah. And that, that's what, that's what I feel like Luke was giving in, a, in an ultimatum. And that's what I don't yeah. agree with. I think that was yeah. the wrong move. Like, right. let him come back. Luke came back. Right. Yeah. I mean, Luke gave a second chance to his dad who was space Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, I, yeah, I agree. They, especially with Grogu, well, there's Osaka, Ahsoka, Ahsoka. Sorry, Luke, Grogu. How many other Jedi's do we know of at this point that are still out there? Just Luke and Ahsoka, I think. Yeah, that we're aware of. 
that yeah. we're uh, yeah that we're canonically is, aware of. Yeah, which is again why Luke would turn something Although, down. Mm, there are, I think, there might be a couple from Star Wars Rebels who might still be alive. Yeah, yeah, but the but from our perspective, if you're just watching the the series yeah. of the films, you're not really aware of any additional ones. I mean, we know that they're. We can assume that they're out there, but we don't really know what that looks like in terms of who and what their powers are. Are they How eventually going to be Jedi? Sure. Yeah. I just, I, I kind of feel for Luke. I mean, you all are coming down hard on him. Can you imagine what it is, the burden that, yeah. as far as you know, you're the last one. Right. You had very Warning. little guidance. And you're just trying to make sure you do the right thing, based off. And of that's what where that's where can find. that's where we come down on down on him, yeah. though, because he he puts himself in a position to where he's willing to let someone go because of his lack of flexibility. If if you're that's in that true. position where you're like I'm potentially the last Jedi that I'm aware of, right? And you're going to come down and give an ultimatum to someone who's relatively young, uh, and say, and look, go pick your friends, or yeah, yeah. or you know, or I mean, the conversation could have been: if you're not ready yet, come back to me when you are. Right, and that yeah. wasn't the conversation. It was option A, option uh, B, red pill. Here's blue the pill. card. Yeah. Give me a call when you're ready to take. Uh, when yeah. you're ready to do this, doesn't matter if uh, that's in a hundred years. You're gonna be like a teenager by then. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was way older when I started. I, I would be totally, uh, you know, be a total dick to Luke here and just say he keeps effing up those, these decisions on a pretty grand scale. And, yeah. you know, he, I consistently think he's made some of the wrong choices. So um, I love Luke. Don't get me wrong. Right. But uh, um, he's got character flaws. He's not in, he's not infallible. So he's, it is what it is. And, and Luke made the choices he did and Grogu made the choices that Grogu did. So it, it is right. what it is at the end of the day. However, the nice thing is, as long-lived as Grogu is, all he has to do is wait for Luke to die and then decide to go back to <laughs> show up at the training class and say, well, you know, I had some of training in, have know, this a while card? ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you think much, about I mean, it, this this is a seemingly character flaw in the family, period. They're very stubborn. We saw it in Anakin. Uh, mm -hmm. Leia's the same way. Uncle Owen was pretty stubborn. Yeah, like they are all my way or the highway. Mm -hmm. I mean, I or kill all the sand people. Yeah, yes, basically. or kill all the sand people. Yeah. So I just mm, so it, it, it's not great, unfortunately, that they're they're not willing to flex all. And that's, that's kind of the same principle that brought the Jedi's to their knees too. They weren't willing to flex. Right. Yeah. Everything was black and white. So in the, in the star Wars legends, the books that used to be Canon before Disney took over, mm. Luke screwed up a few times too, but he was also a lot more flexible. Mm -hmm. Like he would, he uh, in uh, in a couple cases he would he he took on some students who then left and then came back and ended up very strong members of the Jedi Council that he put together. Mm -hmm. 
but he also like made a couple mistakes and almost got it torn apart a few times. So I mean, that's, that's trial and error. That's just yeah, that's Luke, just life to me. So, but Luke, Luke trying Luke, to control it the way yeah, he Luke is is, and I think should be very much presented as somebody who's kind of making things up on the fly, <laughs> yeah, and occasionally fucking them up really bad. And yeah, like I still don't like for to that point. It would have gone a long way if if they had another scene there where Luke is talking candidly with. Uh, Oh my God, Osaka! Yeah, uh, Osaka. Osaka. God, this is why I just don't say the name because I can't. I it's not very hard. It, it is. It is when you're trying to remember a bunch of different worlds for watching a lot of different things. Right. So, uh, uh, there should have been a candid conversation where he's asking her, "Did did I do the right thing? Right? What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't she's know way if I'm more experienced the right than him." Yeah, and so there there should be that kind of choice there where they're having that conversation, almost like when she had that conversation with Mando and tried to explain it and give him a different perspective. But you don't get that with Luke. So Luke just kind of looks like the bad guy here. And I think yeah. there's opportunity to save him in, in, that, in that character flaw by having him have those candid conversations with others saying, like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because so, I can see uh, Asaka, Asako. Ashoka. Ashoka, Hano. God damn it! That's going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's Ashoka. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, I could see her going to Luke after Grogu takes off in the X-wing, and uh, and saying, "What were you thinking? I yeah. already told Mando to leave him the hell alone so we could train him, and here you let let him go. Went to all that trouble. Yeah." Of- Telling them about that weird temple that summoned you in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) You had to kill a bunch of doomsday droids just to get him and then walk out. He's been here for six months, pooping in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) So here's here's something interesting. Think of all the stories that Ashoka has been telling Luke about his dad. Have you guys seen any of the uh, any of the uh, Bill and Linda wouldn't have seen any of the cartoons. No, but here's the thing. Do you think she'd really tell a lot of stories or would she just kind of keep that to herself not trying to color? Given what I've seen of the character of Ahsoka, th- Ashoka through the like the animated series, she would one hundred percent dish dirt on her old master. <laughs> well, that would be funny to hear. So I think one of the quotes, if I'm remembering it right, is Anakin going or saying, "What have I taught you about obeying the Jedi Council?" And she's like, "You taught me how not to." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So you, yeah. If if that's the case, and that was kind of her upbringing, you would think that she would be a little bit more rebellious in nature. Oh, she. Yeah. She. Well, she left the Jedi Council. Yeah. She. she yeah. Flat but, out but, left but, before. Yeah. Order. So if that's her history, right? And here she is on the same planet with with Luke, and they're going through the training, and she seems to be adhering to that. 
still Jedi Council way of doing things. I'm, I'm surprised she wouldn't be like, here, let me sneak you in, Mando. We'll sneak in at night and you can give him the gift or whatever, and then I'll sneak you out kind of thing. I, I think she's grown up a lot from that kid yeah. that she was in the shows because she was in Rebels as well, where she comes in and she kicks Darth Vader in the teeth. But mm. here's the, the thing you have to ask. She was she aware of Padme and Anakin's life at that time? I because if she wasn't so like, fun fact all of them came together, you could see how maybe she'd be like maybe there was some rules we mm -hmm. should have followed. Fun fact, everybody. We started this show talking about Boba Fett. Right. <laughs> and boy did that and, go and what off. what what has happened is is not on us. This is literally the pivoting point of the entire uh, the series of the yeah. entire season where we have now shifted and we're back in the Mandalorian series and this is about Grogu. I'm right. sorry, but we didn't talk we haven't talked about Boba Fett any. We've only been talking about I know. because the starting point of where you guys talked about to be clear, if you haven't when you get through the rest of this, this is what it's about. It is not yeah. about Boba Fett. No. Mm -mm. And so it's when not. I talked about this before, everything we're talking about, this is what the next, this is what the final episodes are about. There's yeah. nothing to do with Boba Fett. Oh, and, no. you know, I was thinking about that and I thought, you know, I wonder if um, the, the way the Mandalorian ended with Grogu going off with Luke to go and do his training, if, if Disney thought, what are we doing? We've got a gold mine here with the child, with Grogu and all of these, you know, uh, dolls and and oh yeah, action figures and all of this kind of stuff. And, yeah, and it is wildly popular. Why did we send this character off? All right, we're going to start this book of Boba Fett, and it goes along, and it's all about Boba Fett until and you get to the last not. two episodes, which which to me made me think. About that time is when the probably the message came down. All right, you got to retool this show. Some we got to find a way to bring this Grogu back in. I yep. don't care what you do. Yeah, yeah. Rewrite it. Like and... literally in the episode you're talking about, I'm I can't. I'm not even sure we see Boba. Period. No, no you don't. Yeah. So, uh, and so when we started talking about this and, and going down that road, this. What we're talking about is is where our mindsets are, are watching the rest of Boba Fett. We've completely deviated from the story of what its history is and who how he's going to figure right. out how to deal with the syndicate and, and everything like that until right. you get to the very end when the, when the final battle finally starts to break out. And that's the only time they, they somehow bring everything together Back. to make right. it work. And yeah. that part was disappointing because it, it, it Boba it's took weird. a back seat in his own show. Sure. Right. right. Uh, and, I, and I hate to say it, but like, I think you're gonna have to rename this episode, Seth. Of our uh, Disney wins. Yeah. Or Grogu wins. Grogu uh, wins. Because they was always about Grogu. Yeah. It's all about Grogu. It's all about Grogu. The book yeah, of Grogu. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Call it the book of Grogu. That's why yeah. everyone <laughs> turned into so. I don't know. You might have to do another podcast where you talk actually about Boba Fett because I'm sure if you name this, uh, like, seriously, it should be uh, the book of Boba Fett crossed out. Grogu yeah. steals the show. 
<laughs> yeah. So right. I, I will I would bet money that there will eventually be a season that they call the Book of Grogu, where they just <laughs> rewind it and they show us the inter time intervening between like yeah. whenever he was in the Jedi Council and when Din picks him up. Right. Right. But, that would be uh, fun to see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, like like you always say with Disney, merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. <laughs> Where the real money from the movies made. Well, and and, and I think that'll be uh, we'll be bringing that up again in our next show, which we're going to talk about Free Guy. Uh, so be sure to tune in for that. But that was another uh, great opportunity for Disney to get in a little merchandising there towards the end. Oh yeah, oh, my God, so. yeah. Yeah, so we'll be talking about that. But yeah, and uh and you know, even the last episode, which I know Seth isn't isn't on yet, but we see the climactic battle there. And um, you know, of course, right at the end is where Grogu and Mando get reunited. Well, towards the end, I don't know, maybe yeah. uh two-thirds of the way through or something, they they finally meet up again and and Grogu. Uh, is kind of instrumental in helping turn the tide of the war there with his force abilities. So, um, and then of course at the end, do we see um, Boba Fett um, rebuilding the city and getting together with all the people and, and making truces and alliances and nope. back in his palace? No. What do we see? We see Mando and Grogu out in space checking out the new uh super drive the the octane mm -hmm. boost on his uh nabu fighter yeah and that that really just cements book of Roku. yeah it just yeah. it's weird it just takes this alternate path and mm -hmm. i don't know that any of it was necessary right. but i think you're right bill somebody said you know what we're not gonna be able to cat we 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 can't get any cash out of this series we want that merchandising let's throw gurgu back in there somehow right we'll completely make this about mando right. again right and and then that sets us up for the next season of mandalorian where grogu and mando are back together again again which is what disney would want for the merchandising so yeah looks like we lost jenna there mm -hmm. she's probably been attacked by the <laughs> syndicate <laughs> taking her planet over for spice uh, looks like her SODs. computer just blue screen so but okay. she'll be back for the next episode i can assure you <laughs> so well uh i guess we can probably wrap it up here unless you guys have any final thoughts linda uh, Chris, we haven't really heard much from you did you want to say anything about grogu and his uh, choices there. Do you think he was too young to make that choice? What was your thoughts? Thank you. I thought he was too young. I was, yeah. I'm pretty much agreeing with you guys. Cause it's like, do you want to stay with the guy who's <laughs> making you do stuff you don't really care to do? Or do you want to go have fun with this guy? Right. So, right. That wasn't a tough decision. <laughs> right. Especially for a child of that age. Right. In my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Were we going to yeah. say Seth? Uh, I was going to say, didn't you have a question for us this week? Um, I did. Uh, one second. The question of the week is. <laughs> oh, that was related to uh, um, the Vox Machina thing that we should talk oh. about. Oh, well, we can talk about that uh, in the next show along with yeah. the free guy. Yeah. All right. 
Well, uh, I guess uh, then for the uh, the listeners out there, um, let us know what you thought. Do you think uh, Grogu was too young to make that choice? Um, should Luke have given him the choice or just given him the, the damn uh, uh, mesh, oh, yeah, yeah. mesh vest and lightsaber and, and continued his training? Um, let us know what you think. Are we yeah, way off base down here? Below. We missed? Yeah, comment down so, below. Oh, oh, I know how that should have gone. I know how that should have gone. Okay. Uh, Luke should have given him both, should have given him the lightsaber and the, or should have given him the mesh. And then Grogu should have had a vision about the trouble that Mando was about to get in. Oh. Mm -hmm. And then Grogu approaches Luke and Luke's like, mm, I've been here before. I know what's going to happen. So here, Grogu, Take the lightsaber. Come back to me when you've saved your friend. Yeah, that would have been a way better way to write that. I 100% agree. That would have been an excellent way to write to, to write that in and, and make that work. It would have shown character growth for Luke. And we would have had we wouldn't have had anything to talk about for like the first half of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing they didn't do that. I mean, it's almost exactly the same situation, too. That would have been a huge yeah. callback. It would have been. Right. All right. Well, um, I think uh, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. We'll let uh, folks weigh in on our question of the week, and uh, we can address those uh, in a future episode. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't seen the rest of... Uh, the book of Boba Fett recommend you watch it. Uh, even with the change there at the end, it's still a pretty good, pretty good mm -hmm. finale. Pretty exciting at the end, uh, especially when the rancor comes out and starts helping. So <laughs> you'll, you'll definitely not want to miss that. So take care. We will uh, catch you all on our next show. And again, we'll be talking about free guy and uh, the end of Vox Machina. So take care. Have a good week. Bye-bye everyone. Uh, yes, and goodbye. <laughs>